0: Episode 2, Gut Check Media, recorded April 2nd, 2022. Welcome to the Gut Check Media podcast. We're very excited about the launch, and we're hoping to help out our fellow betters beat the house. Let's go, episode 2, baby, let's go! All picks here are for entertainment purposes only. Know your own limits, stay within them. Alright, this week we're going to be covering NHL. We're not going to be going over the NFL until on Wednesday, podcast. So stay tuned for that one. Yeah, we're going to be
1: heavy hockey today. We got we got we got a lot of hockey to talk about today. We're going to, we're going to lay into the NHL heavy. I'd like to make a few uh, corrections from episode one. Uh, we said Tyrod. I said Tyrod got traded from to Houston. It was actually to the Giants. Uh, that's Buffalo East. If anyone's wondering, Dayball stealing all the Bills players. And uh, I said Tarasenko had five hundred goals. Uh, I should have known better. He only had five hundred points. Because he's considering he only played 550 games
0: roughly, but he has a cup, so he's probably just shoving that in my face, anyways. So, <laughs> but we expected all you guys to know this, of course, and uh, so we're brand new, you know, getting started out here. We're gonna make these uh, errors once in a while, and we hope you can understand that.
1: But I'd like to pat myself, pat ourselves on the back a little bit. Uh, every single NHL bet that we made, that we said was gonna hit on Thursday, actually hit. Uh, Winnipeg beat Buffalo after I said Buffalo was going to start out strong, which they did, one nothing in the first period. Then they end up losing in a shootout, and uh, the rest of the games they all. Hey, to your credit, you said uh, Arizona was going to beat beat the Sharks. They did five to two. Uh, I said St. Louis was going to win. Uh, Vegas won. Uh, the Edmonton won in the shootout, and. The Rangers beat Detroit in overtime, so we actually nailed all them bets, so uh, it was a good start to the betting part, but uh, yeah, we're doing our best here, and uh, we're going to keep it rolling,
0: baby. All right, and well, that'll bring us into the game you went to that we talked about, if you want to kind of share your experience with the fans here.
1: Oh yeah, we had a blast. Uh, when I, when I took the boy. I got two boys, I took them both, me and my wife, and uh, two kids to Winnipeg versus Sabres, and uh Hell of an experience, honestly. There was there was only about eight thousand to ten thousand people there. But uh we sat we sat row three uh section one sixteen and uh it was a hell of an experience. We got there super early. We ended up uh in warm-ups. I had my kids standing on the boards against the glass. I was holding them. And uh shout out to number 71, Victor Olson on Sabres. He uh hell of a guy. He come over and he uh he he pointed at my kid on the glass, and he's he, I I watch him. He's flipping the puck up on his stick, and I'm like, no way, he's gonna flip this kid a puck. I'm like, I, I told my kid, I'm like, Dom, his name's Dominic. I'm like, he's gonna flip you a puck, dude. He's about to flip you a puck, and there's kids surrounding my kids, like trying to get this puck. So when he flipped it over, I I grabbed it up super high, <laughs> I snatched it and handed it right to my kid, and I gave Olson the thumbs up, and he he gave me a solid wink and skated away. So. Like I said, shout out to number 71, man. My kid will never forget that. He was super excited. We got a picture. And uh, the rest of the game, we ended up on the Jumbotron. I had him on my shoulders. We ended up on the Jumbotron. And uh, the game itself was great. Uh, the Sabres played you know, played well. You know, they took him to overtime 2-2 two to two, and uh, made it to the shootout where uh, both teams scored twice. And then Blake Wheeler had a chance to end it for the Jets. And he come in and... Uh, in my opinion, he completely stopped, which is total BS. Uh, you're not allowed to do that. you got to keep forward motion. He got within a foot of Anderson before he rifled it in the net. And about the millisecond before he shot it in, he was actually probably moving backwards because uh, Anderson poke-checked him, and he moved back about uh, maybe an inch or two, but it wasn't much. But he, he was completely stopped, so his forward motion is stopped. Yeah. And in my opinion, I mean, it was total BS, but... No, you know, Anderson threw his arms up and to no avail, and the refs let it go, and uh, you know Sabres lost goes. in the shootout.
0: Yeah, we we know how that goes. <laughs> We've been there.
1: <laughs> but the experience overall at the game, you know, even though there wasn't a ton, it wasn't packed, amazing time, and uh, that's going to lead us into Friday night for the Sabres versus Nashville RJ night. I mean,
0: what a night! What a night! It was electric. It was lit it was on fire. I could I keep going. Total packed house, dude. I mean they had the wave
1: going at one point. Oh yes. my god. They had chance going. Let's go Buffalo. Just it was good for the the kids who've never seen this city packed state packed the arena. And uh they were they showed up. The fans showed up, the players showed up, got out to a quick one nothing lead on Krebs's goal. You know, Forsberg come down and tie it up one to one. The fans still kept that energy rolling. I mean, it was loud as, loud as shit the whole time. And then, uh, sure enough, Sabres get two quick goals. Thompson-Thompson, bang, bang. Uh, three to one. Then, out of nowhere, Nashville comes against gets two quick ones before the end of the period. So, at the end of the first, it's three to three. And I'm pretty sure the over-under at that point was plus – or was a ten and a half. So, you could either go over or a ten and a half. And uh, if you picked the under on that, you, were, you, were, you picked the right way because uh, – they end up only getting one more goal the rest of the game. Lucky it was from the Sabres.
0: Woo! <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, that ceremony that got everybody fired up. You could, uh, you know, see all the old stars, the video, the excitement in the stands, the energy in the arena. That was through the roof. I mean, I I could feel it in my house. I wasn't even at the game, and I could goosebumps, feel it. Goosebumps, man. Goosebumps. I could feel it. My hair was standing up on the end just, of my, on my arm. Total goosebumps. Gave I, me the I mean, chills.
1: And then the, the pregame ceremony was just incredible. They had a, a video tribute to RJ with all his amazing calls. I mean, Chris Drury called, you know, Game Five versus the Rangers in two thousand seven. We were there. Uh, Eastern Conference sem- semifinals. We were in the plaza for that game, and uh, Drury scored the tie with seven point seven left. And if you listen to the generat call, just 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 goosebumps, man. Then the if off dies the center ice after he scores the winning goal to take, you know, that was a crucial game. Game Five, tears of tie two to two. And then we took it back to Rangers 3-2 and ended up winning that series in New York 4-2. And uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get past Ottawa the next round. But hell of a, hell of a game. Hell of a call by Jenneret, And uh, that's one of my favorite, honestly. The, the Chris Drury call. Just
0: hell of a call. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good calls. We could go. We could spend the whole podcast going on calls. Uh, you know, the calls from, you know, call a cop. Yeah,
1: seriously. Uh, Hashik, Hashik, we are not worthy. Uh, <laughs> We're not worthy. Block or save. Block or save along the ice for against Philadelphia in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, just so many good calls. A scary good call. Palmerville scores against Alfredson. Shorthanded, uh, you know, to win that series. No one gave us a shot in that series in 5 and uh, we took it to them. You know, we end up going to Carolina, taking them to seven games. If we didn't have a depleted defense core, you know, we would have won that series without a doubt. Now we're playing Edmonton in the Cup. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it never happened. We could have, should have, would have. But, yeah, man, fuck! It. what? What? You know, Jennerettes just have a hell of a career. 51 years for Rick Generette, Just a legend. Raised at the Raptors, rightfully so. And uh, there was a lot of people saying that they should have. They should have sold a bottle of scotch to the to the banner because the the man used to like to drink, from what I hear. (laughs) It's just a legend, honestly.
0: Great guy. He's a great, great guy. Yeah, seriously.
1: And the Sabres showed up, man. They they showed up, end up winning. You know, winning the game on Olsen's snipe. You know, four to three, held on, and uh, just a hell of a game there
0: for sure. Good, good showing for the fans and and RJ. Thank you, RJ. We just want to say thank you, of course, without you. Like, I wouldn't have had the courage to do this even. So. Did you see, did you see Ron
1: McLean from uh, Hockey Night in Canada even had a favorite goal call? It was the Michael Groschick goal against Philadelphia in the playoffs. When Groshek had about 50 chances all game, couldn't score. It was in 1998. And, uh, we, uh, we ended up beating Philly when no one gave us a chance in that series either. We beat him in that game. Groschick scored in overtime and it took us to the next round and, uh, that was Ron McLean's favorite call, and, and that was pretty cool to see that he had a favorite call from RJ. So many people he's touched, and uh, yeah, RJ, thank you so much, man. Generette, you're the man. I mean, Saber Talk ain't going to be the same at
0: all, too. That's for sure. That is for sure. All right, so that'll bring us into the game. I want to talk a little bit about the boys and how they were playing. They they really were outstanding, in, in my view, just flying all over the place, making plays, Cousins. Um, Tuck was all over the place as well. They were hitting bodies. That's what I love to see. It was something that the Sabers had gotten away from. And oh, yeah, uh, physical
1: man, physical. Thompson got his thirtieth goal, twenty nine and thirty. Like 29 and 30. Yeah, let's not let this guy play at center. Ralph Krueger, you joke. <laughs> like uh, like Don Granato's got these boys playing. He put him at center, gave him a shot, and he's got thirty goals. I mean, he's the leading goal scorer. I mean, Skinner had the wherewithal to grab the puck for him. That's how tight these guys are right now. They know what's going on. They know where they're at with, like, just, man. I, just, I mean, where was this all year? Like, this is
0: awesome. Just awesome hockey to watch the Sabres. I'm excited for how it's going to be in the next year, you know, coming up. This is uh, really exciting me, and I'm pumped. Um,
1: I mean, if they can roll this momentum right into right into next year, we'll see. I mean Anderson. Anderson, if he if he stayed healthy this year, I, I don't know where we'd be. You know, I I'm not going to sit here and say we'd be fighting for a playoff spot, but you don't know. I mean, unfortunately, we had to deal with you know some different goalies, and and you know, Takarski's played all right here and there, but I mean Anderson is just still a stud. Forty years old, the guy, the guy just he, he's a you know he's
0: just
1: he's not aging.
0: The guy, no. I mean, the hips don't lie. That man can move. <laughs> he's playing like a pro. You know, he's he's out there. He's bringing everyone up around him. He's bringing that professionalism that we need and that that stability. You know, he's not – he's the rock that we need to – He
1: really is. I mean, he really is. I mean, all, all the stuff he's been through in his life, his wife went through that whole ordeal medically. And, you know, he he was just – he was a game – he was an overtime goal away from going to the Stanley Cup a couple years ago they, when he was on Ottawa. They, they played Pittsburgh. They took him to overtime in game seven. I mean – you know, that year that Pittsburgh won, the last year they won, I believe it was 17 or 18, and that could have been Ottawa with Anderson. I mean, man, he plays lights out and just just a stud, in my opinion, for 40-year-old goalie just playing lights out. And, uh, I mean, what a game, man. They they showed up. They, they showed up and showed out. I mean, and then afterwards, as you see uh, in in the in the locker room, they had uh, uh, get get the saber. No. But yeah, they gave him a saber, man. They gave they gave him the sword. They handed they it out they the handed sword. it out to the top of the MVP every night and uh they gave him the sword and uh Oposo opened it up and uh Jenner had touched the sharpness and he's like, Yeah, it's too sharp. Put the, put it back on. So he, he made him put the thing back on and then, then he acted like he was taking it. He's like, All right boys, see you later. <laughs> but yeah, uh just a great night for RJ. They got a picture with him on the ice.
0: Yeah, they, I think the refs missed a few calls there. There was a lot of uh, no calls, no, at uh, three minutes, I even wrote, there was no call there. They like hooked and tripped and interviewed, whatever you want to call it. They, they took the guy down. Uh, the crowd was still electric. They stayed in it the whole way through. Um, they were doing the wave, as you said. Yeah, the refs usually put the whistles away
1: when, especially for the team that's down one goal, like, like the refer, like, I hate to say it, but the NHL wants these games to be close. So they're. They're not going to call a ticky-tacky call with, with three minutes to go in the game against against a team that's losing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, mean, I guess
0: it's the Sabres. They'll, they'll call it all day long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for but, sure. but this is uh, made me remember, you know, Buffalo hockey the way it should be, you know, growing up as a kid. This is how it was for us. And it's just it felt good to get back there. And hopefully we can keep that up. And the crowds, you know, thanks, thanks for the fans for being there, for showing up, for RJ and for the city. Uh, it was awesome.
1: It really was, man. I mean, it really was.
0: They had good pressure the whole way through. I just, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, um, pumped
1: for next year. I mean, it just sucks, but it's always next year. But I mean, <laughs> you gotta be pumped for something if it's a Sabres fan. I mean, but I'd like to talk a little bit about the games. Games that same night, uh, Friday night, uh, same night as the Sabres game versus Nashville. Uh, Tampa Bay beat Chicago five to two. Islanders beat Rangers three nothing. Senators uh, took Detroit five two. Edmonton won six to five against the Blues. You know, the game I actually want to talk about is the Anaheim Ducks Arizona Coyotes game. Real quick, uh, five nothing Ducks won. That's not really the story in this one. uh, Zgris, uh just amazing. He tried he tried a between the legs shot, got the rebound behind the net, and uh, put it up on his stick like the Michigan and uh, tucked it in. Uh, just amazing, unbelievable skill from this kid. Just Zgris is the real deal in my opinion. He keeps doing this. I mean, back in the day, he would have got he would have got smoked by somebody right after that. But now it's just so so happens all the time that the Michigan goal, which is when you lift it up on your stick and tuck it in, is you know is, it's happening all the time. So it doesn't matter. People don't people don't get offended by it anymore. And then while they had the five nothing lead towards the end of the game, Zegers decides to poke at a loose puck underneath Vamalka. Uh, That's the goalie for the Coyotes. And, right, and after that happened, you know, a little scrum ensued, and uh, Jay Beagle took exception. He's on the Coyotes, and uh, you know, Troy Terry come in and, try, and tried to like rescue Zegris, but uh, he, he took the worst of it. I mean, Beagle punched him about three or four times in the head. I mean, Troy Terry, he had the gloves off. I mean, what did he expect? You know, I don't know if he didn't expect to get touched because he's you know, a better player or what. I don't know. He's going to have to get used to it. That's Seriously. Hockey. Seriously, I mean <laughs> – I mean, after the game, Zegers, Zegers got comments saying, like, you know, you don't touch our superstar. I mean, the guy's only got 32 goals. I mean, I understand you think he's a superstar, but I mean, come on. Come on. If you're going to come in for the scrum, I mean, Zegers, don't poke at the puck. Don't poke at the goalie. Don't poke at the goalie when it's 5 nothing, You're up 5 nothing with two minutes to go. And then you're going to come in and complain about it. I mean, come on, kid. That's yeah. like, that's some prima donna shit. You know, come on, dude. Let's go. Let's go. You're better than that. I mean, you're tucking the stick, you're putting it on your stick and doing the Michigan three, you know, every other game, it seems like. That's only been three times this year, but still, I mean, come on, and no one, no one's hammering you after that. Then you're gonna come and say Jay Beagle was out of line because he came after Troy Terry. What is Troy Terry some fucking some fucking gem that you're not allowed to touch? I mean, dude, he came in and came after Beagle. Beagle was defending his goalie. I mean, come on, Zegris. you're better than that,
0: dude. That's all I gotta say you know, about that. But yeah, you can't play hockey get, I mean, and get down dirty and then expect you know, the other team not to... And then he he says, you know, don't come after our
1: superstar and all this shit after the game. I mean, come on, kid. Come on. What do you expect? You're tucking... You're putting pucks up on your stick and tucking them in. And then you don't expect... You know, you poke at the goalie when it's 5-0 trying to get a loose puck. Two minutes to go. And then the guy comes in cross-checks you. You go down like a little bitch right to the ground. And then you're going to sit here and act like... Act like you know when Troy Terry comes in to defend you and the guy roughs him up, you're gonna act like it was it was wrong. I mean, could get out of here. That that doesn't sit well with me, in my opinion. But
0: that's just me, and you know we gotta move, you gotta move forward. And for a five nothing game, they kept it interesting. They uh, roughed each other up a little bit. It's good to see. Good to keep people engaged in the game. Yeah, even five nothing, it don't matter. You gotta keep playing, keep playing. And uh, in other news, Austin Matthew, he got over his 50 goal.
1: Yeah, he hit his 50th goal against uh, the Winnipeg Jets. They won 7-3. to three. I mean, the guy, in my opinion, I hate to say it because I'm a Sabres fan, but uh, he's probably the purest goal scorer in the league. Him and Drysido, you know, close. So Vets can obviously, you can't count him out. He's got 42. Um, but Austin Matthews hit his 50th goal, and that's quite a milestone, in my opinion. You know, just... Just hell of a score, and uh, with that, I want to say, who was the last Saber Nick to score fifty goals? Any idea? Fifty goals. Um, I know you had no idea I was going to ask you this, so it's perfect. What do you got? Uh, Chris Turry. Chris Dury. no, no. <laughs> not even close, bro. Uh, it was, it was Alexander McGillney and LaFontaine in the same year, ninety-two, ninety-three season. McGillney had seventy-six goals in seventy-seven games. And uh, LaFontaine had 53 goals in 84 games. I believe it was 84 game season. And um, yeah, it's 30 years since the last Sabre to score over 50. Wow.
0: So,
1: I mean, I wouldn't hold your breath for that to happen again anytime soon, but you never know. But man, 92 <laughs> 93, man. I mean, I don't know how we didn't end up in the cup that year with the hell of a, the studded lineup looks like we had, but hey, whatever. And then. Uh, McDavid also hit hundred points for the fifth out of six in the last six seasons, which is just absolutely incredible. There's still like fifteen, there's still twelve to fifteen games to go for like every team, and for him to hit hundred points, hundred points is just this early is just incredible. I mean, unbelievable. And uh, with that, I'll ask you one more time: Who was the last Saber to get hundred points to in a hundred
0: points? Oh.
1: 100 points, man! What do you got? Who was it? What about Briere? (laughs) Good guess. Good guess. He had 95 one year. Close. Uh, But no, it was McGillney and (laughs) LaFontaine. Same season.
0: Should have known. Same
1: season. 127 points for McGillney. So that means he had 53 assists, 76 goals. LaFontaine had 148 points, 95 assists. Just unbelievable, 53 goals, and uh, like I said, I don't know how we didn't do anything with that team. But, uh, man, them were the last Sabres to get them kind of marks. And like I said, really wouldn't hold my breath for it to happen anytime soon. But, yeah, you never know, man. These guys are coming into their own, and
0: you just don't know. You just don't know. And also, Huberto got the most assists in NHL history by a left-wing He's now at 71. 71 apples. That means wow. assists for those non-hockey people. But uh, 71 apples.
1: And uh, I'll give you the top five list real quick in case you don't know. Uh, Huberto's number one uh, for left-wingers. Second is Joey Juno, 70 for uh, 92-93 Boston team. Number three is Kevin Stevens, 69. Uh, <laughs> 69. Uh, uh, 91-92 Pitt. They won the cup that year, uh, one of the best teams in NHL history, really. And, uh, number four, uh, Matt's Naslin, not, not Marcus Naslin, Matt Naslin, 67 and 85-86 for Montreal. And, uh, number five, uh, Michael Joulet, 66 assists in, uh, 83-84 for the Quebec Nordiques. And, uh, that's your top five list for career apples for left wingers, man. Uh, some good names there. I uh, can't, you know, didn't take Hubert Dome. Never were thought, but hey,
0: Huberto's number one here. 71. Yeah. No, he's having a fantastic year. And more
1: to come, man. He's got way more in him. I think he's going to get at least 10 more. And I'll blow this list right out of the fucking
0: water. But, uh, yeah, he's always, his um, player prop is always 1.5 points or more. Um, to, to pick him for any player props. He's going to cost you, yeah. and it's going to be a negative.
1: <laughs> yeah, every, every time he's one and a half, you know, it's, it's usually plus money, like plus one, 110 or something. But, you know, two points every night they're expecting him to get on the betting app. So that just shows how good how good this guy's been this year. And uh, I'd like to lead into another thing real quick, which kind of pisses me off pretty, pretty good here. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, their coach, their coach is thinking about benching Keith Yandel tonight. Uh, he has, I guess you don't know, he has an Man streak, 989 games in a row. Never missed a game in that, in that streak. And, uh, you know, he hasn't been playing the greatest this year. I understand that. But, you know, Philadelphia is not in the playoff race. So, you know, you can let the guy at least get to 1,000 games. I mean, come on. He's played this many in a row and you're gonna cut him short eleven games. You know, Mike Yo is the coach, and you know, he quite frankly, if he does this shit, he should be fucking embarrassed because this dude has played his heart out, he's played his ass off for 990 989 games in a row. Like not 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 his whole career. In a row. And you're gonna you're gonna put this dude out because as a healthy scratch. Why? Because he's not playing that good. Okay, you're not even in the playoffs. You know, they're, they're saying they want to bring other defensemen up to see what they got. Huh? Why don't you pull fucking Rasmus Risslein out of the lineup? You know, negative 23 on the year. Or why don't you pull, pull uh, Nick Sealer? I know he's a hard ass and he just fought Nick Deloria the other night. But he's got 42 games played. He's got three fucking points. I mean, you're going to pull Yandel out. He's got one goal, 14 assists. I understand he's a minus 39. That's not good at all. But when you're not even in the fucking playoff hunt, you know, you got, you got more than 11 games left and you're gonna, you're gonna take this guy out. I I mean, are you joking me? I mean, Mike, yo, it's a, it's a clown move in my opinion. I mean, this is similar to the fucking, when Eli, when Geno Smith started over Eli Manning, when (laughs) Ben McPhee or whatever the hell his name was, the coach, he decided to start Geno Smith over Eli Manning to blow his, his, his Iron Man streak he had going for consecutive games as a quarterback starter. I mean, just a joke. Uh I told. I don't agree with it at all. You know, I understand you want to look at your other defensemen. Then you know, sit risto, like I said. I mean, the guy, you know, he's a joke too. That's why you're that's why you're doing
0: shit this year. You know who he is. I mean I mean nine hundred and eighty nine so games
1: in a row, man. I mean, come on. You're going to cut him short 11 games early, like before his 1,000th game? He could get that before the end of the season, but you're going to healthy scratch him? And then I just see news they are healthy scratching him. He is out. They're going to do it. But they're doing they're it. They're fucking blowing his streak. Like, unbelievable. Uh, Philly, you know, just – you're a joke, personally, the coach. And just the whole, the whole decision to do that, just pathetic. And, you know, whatever, ride with it, man. You, you could be known as the coach that – Ended Yandel's Iron Ironman streak at 989. It's
0: a fucking joke. No good reason. Yeah.
1: I agree. Totally, dude. Just unbelievable, in my opinion. Pisses yeah. me right off, to be quite honest. Like, come on. This guy's busted his ass for that long every day. Just a true professional. I mean, he was on Florida for how long?
0: Just, oh, God, it fucking irks me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap that up then. Let's move on to the next uh, games coming up here today. Um, we're recording this a little late, so we're not going to go over the Florida game or the Pittsburgh and Colorado game. Yeah, we watched it earlier. I mean, it's 7-6 in overtime.
1: Uh, Florida was down 6-2. to two. Fuck, they come back 7-6 to six in OT. <laughs> come on, Lindy. Lindy Ruff, coach for the Devils. You got to get these boys going. What you doing? <laughs>
0: Lindy, I always love Lindy.
1: How can you not? I mean, dude, the dude's
0: awesome, but <laughs> I can't believe they came back in that game. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh Pittsburgh Colorado game is still going on right now. We have upcoming at 7. We have Minnesota Wild at Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina's the favorite. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to call. I mean, both teams are you know some
1: studs. Like in my opinion, uh Carolina is just playing lights out like usual. I mean, Rod the Bod got them boys playing and uh Minnesota's also playing lights out. I mean they got Fleury in this recent trade. They haven't really been playing them much, but I mean just having them in that in that locker room I feel like has has ter- helped them tremendously. And uh
0: yeah, that'll be a great matchup in my opinion. And it's you know, definitely a good game to watch. That's a pick 'em game in my opinion too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I got no advice there. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough <laughs> one. You take your pick. <laughs> I like some of the players, obviously on uh, Carolina. I don't know how to pronounce it, but Skvetsky. You know what? Fedchenkov. Oh Jesus, you butchered that one. I dude. butchered it. Yeah. That there dude's a go. stud, man. He's a stud. And then I got on uh, Minnesota. Fiala. He's lighting uh, it up. He's getting a lot of points. So yeah, look Fiala for them if, if you're doing any. Players, um, those are some players. That Caprizov, I, like on the other I mean, team.
1: Kaprizov's tough because he's a pl- he's a one and a half line every time. So it's yeah. Like, you know, is this guy gonna get two points this night or not? That's a tough one in yeah. my yeah, opinion. But yeah, if it was point,
0: you know, a half point, I'd always take him. But yeah, <laughs> they make it they make it hard. Um, well, who else we got? Next game we got the Blue Jackets at Boston. Ooh. That's I think an easy Boston, call for uh, Boston. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Columbus gives up the most shots on goal in the league, so that's a tough one. Yeah. Oh, that's an easy one, I should say. Uh, yeah, easy. I think Boston's going to take that one. You know, yeah. you want to get frisky and bet them by two, you know, wouldn't be a bad idea. But definitely the money line, I think Boston's
0: taking them. On yeah, one. money line right now for Boston's minus 425. Oh, so Jesus. you're going to have to parlay it with something else. Yeah,
1: you might have You might have to do, win them by two. It's probably still
0: negative money, but at least –
1: It'll be it'll be better odds for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, and then of course the couple guys on Boston that I like uh, Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marchand. Yep, yep. Stars, all all stars, good. All uh, most of them, I believe, all of them are over a point to t- for the point spread. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, are they going to score two? That's the question. Right? Do you see Fandos? Do you see FanDuel's offering
1: a power play goal or a points power play points? No. I, I I'm an asshole. I took Skinner last night, uh, plus four ninety for ten bucks, uh power play goal or power play point. And uh of course Olafson scores with cousins and uh Yogi you on the assist, so uh, didn't, didn't, on the power play. Didn't quite get that one and uh but either way, I mean you're getting some great odds. You know, if you look up their units and see was on number one or number two and just go for it, you know, just throw ten on it, whatever.
0: You, you never know. You never know what might happen. And then next, we got the Kings versus the Jets. A couple good players to, to look at it on both teams. We got uh, Mark Sheffey. Mark Shifley. Shifley. <laughs> I'm always I'm not good at these names, hey, so bear with me, days. everybody. Uh, I'll keep you straight. Don't worry. I, I need someone to correct me. <laughs> I actually, try.
1: I like the Kings in that game, to be honest. I mean, you they, did? Oh, okay. they, they're 37-23, and, and then I don't know their overtime record, but – they're playing well this year, and uh, you know their, their goaltending's been solid. They lost Drew Doughty, unfortunately, but I mean people have stepped in and played pretty damn well for them. So I personally like the Kings. I'm not sure how you feel, but I think the Kings got
0: that one. Yeah, I know. I I like the Jets. Um, you would, but I mean I've been watching the Kings of the last couple of games, and they you know they've disappointed me. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm gonna go against them this time. That's all right, no problem there, right? And then next we got. Toronto at Philadelphia Toronto
1: at Philly Jack Campbell Jack Campbell returns to the crease tonight for Toronto I mean he, before he left he wasn't able to stop a beach ball so we'll see what happens tonight I don't know I don't I don't know if he got any uh any HL stints just to get his, his conditioning and stuff up but if he didn't I don't know man Jack Campbell he's been shaky we'll see what happens when he comes back I, I would take I'm taking the over in that game and probably Toronto by two if I'm a better. But either way, Toronto on the money line, in my opinion. And uh, definitely the over. I mean, they've been hitting the over every other game. And uh, Philly's goaltending situation hasn't been much better this year. Carter Hart's kind of been playing playing mediocre. You know, they thought that was their guy. And then this, this year he's been super mediocre. And then they got Martin Jones as a backup. You know, st- uh, Stanley Cup. He played in the Stanley Cup for the Sharks in 16. But he's he's really – Gone downhill since then, in my opinion. So, I, I would take the over and add as a solid bet.
0: And then you know you do what you want uh, for the game itself. Yeah, the over right now on on DraftKings is six and a six half. Six and a half. Yeah. Minus one thirty five.
1: I think it's going to be easily seven
0: goals, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, and uh, Flyers. I mean, you're not happy with them right now. Yep. I had them as circle as an underdog, but if uh, you know they're doing these things, I am. Uh, I think I'm going to be off of them now. Yeah, I don't like them at all tonight. But, hey, that's why they play the games, baby. That's why they play the games. All right. Next, we got <laughs> the Canadians going to Tampa Bay I'm sorry, Lightning. Who? The Canadians. Oh, uh, the Canadians? <laughs> <laughs> Canadians. <laughs> well, you're, fucking, you're having an issue here. You're of ma- these names. No, they're, they're Canadians. I, know, I know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> we got those guys coming First to Tampa uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Wow. So I think that's an easy call to the Lightning. Ah. The sp- Ah, look
1: at you. you got, you're you they're discrediting Marty St. Louis and the Canadians, huh? No,
0: I like the Canadians just not that much against Tampa
1: Bay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, Tampa played last night, man. You don't know. You know, Canadians have been putting up a fight every night. They have, they're plus one and a half. I might take that.
0: Yeah, the plus one for the Canadians is plus, yeah. 105 on yeah, plus right one
1: oh five on DraftKings. Plus one and a half, was plus plus one oh five, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: Take take it. Please, It might might be a good bet there. Yeah. Never know. Plus, Plus
1: money, I mean, plus money for getting a goal and a half. They got they got to win by two then Tampa. I mean, I right. know, they they might, but I mean, Canadians have been a tough out. You know, you don't know.
0: Yeah, so I think that that can go either way. It can it can be um, pile on by the the Lightning, or it could be pretty pretty evenly matched. It's, it's all up to you know how they play it. Yep. Of course, as everyone knows. And then next we got the St. Louis Blues at the Calgary. League. Flames. Ooh, all right, all right. That's, Interesting. That's a good matchup. It will be. Yeah, we got uh, right Wonder- now. The Blues are the underdog. They're plus two twenty on the money money line, but the Flames they they're hot and um, they're minus two sixty right now. Ooh, I like what you did there. The Flames are hot. They are. Hot. They are hot. <laughs> <laughs> in the last game of the night, we got the Dallas Stars versus the San Jose Sharks. Another tough one, in my opinion. I mean.
1: Dallas is on-off. You know, they got that stud, Robertson. They got, they're got they getting good goaltending goal from Ottinger, but they're also having off nights, and the Sharks, and any you night know, could come on and play pretty well. You know, they got James Reimers playing decent, and they
0: got Hurdle and you know, Timo Meyer. You,
1: you got some studs on their team. That's a pick'em game, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty evenly matched. It'll be hard to call that one as well. Yeah, so for sure. Take Take your best pick, everybody. I mean, you know, all these teams are fighting for playoff
1: positioning. You don't know, and uh, I like to talk about that a little bit. If the playoffs ended today, which obviously they don't, but if they did, you'd have the Florida Panthers versus the Boston Bruins. That sounds like a hell of a series. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, Marshawn's Marshawn's a, a little rat. You <laughs> know, it comes out in the playoffs. You know, obviously, you can see how I feel about him. But yeah, he comes out in the playoffs, so he's always a, he's always an X factor. You never know; Boston could take him but i think Florida's going to have the edge there. You got the Tampa Bay Lightning versus Toronto and uh Toronto's not allowed to make it past the first round so that's an easy one. Tampa's going to take them. You know, their <laughs> goaltending is just <laughs> Tampa Toronto's goaltending is just not good enough. You know, they got maybe one, two solid lines. The three and four lines are just they're just there in my opinion. And uh Tampa's goaltending, I mean Vasilevsky, come on. That that's an easy pick in my opinion. Tampa's taking them all day every day. You got Carolina versus Washington. I believe that's a rematch from last year. I'm not not positive, but I, I do believe that they played last year, and uh, Carolina took them. If not last year, the year before, and they end up taking them. They took Washington. No one thought they would, and they did. Then the last matchup for the Eastern Conference is the Rangers versus Pittsburgh. Oh, wow! They're that out. would that would be interesting to see. I mean, the Rangers goaltending with Shesterkin, man, just that guy's lights out this year. And, uh, i actually seen a pretty cool stat that there's like five goalies from the 2014 draft playing, wow. playing this, this season, playing like lights out. He's one of them. And, uh, yeah, he's been playing lights out. Pittsburgh's got Jari, obviously Crosby, Melkin, and all them. And they know how to get it done. I mean, that's a tough series to pick, in my opinion, Rangers versus Pitt. But if, they, if, the, if the Easter Conference all ended today, it'd be some hell of a matchups. But uh, no matter what, it's going to be these eight teams in the playoffs because there is no one within, uh, within a shot of, of Washington who's in eighth. And this is definitely going to be the eight teams in there. It's just a matter of who they play. Who plays who. Yeah, so some good matchups. And then you can move our way to the Western Conference.
0: We got Colorado versus Nashville. Oh, that's a good one. That that would be very exciting to watch that matchup. I would watch that every game. I mean, you you see Saros for Nashville, goalie been playing
1: pretty damn well, you know. And then Colorado, they just stepped their game up this year to a whole new level. Cal McLeod, just unbelievable defenseman, if you want to call him that. He he's always flying up and down the ice, just. What a hell of a pick by them in fourth. You know, they, they got shafted out of the first pick that year. They were the worst team, and they ended up fourth, and then they took Cal McCarr and said, Shout. You know, take that, NHL. You can <laughs> pick the best fucking player out of the draft. So <laughs> yeah, uh, Colorado, it's hard to pick against them, and I think they take that series, no doubt. And you
0: got Yeah. We got Minnesota versus St. Louis Blues. If that were to come, I think Minnesota wins that easily. Honestly, I easily. What? Yeah, I don't. I don't think St. Louis sticks around. Yeah, you forgot
1: what they did a couple years ago. Man, they were fucking lights out
0: too. I don't
1: know, man. If they got Huso playing pretty good.
0: Yeah, they the They might win one, maybe two, <laughs> but I think Minnesota wins wins it out. Yeah, they're geared up for the playoffs this year, in Minnesota. I was, I will agree with you there. They.
1: Their GM, Bill Guerin, has done a hell of a job this year just getting their boys playing. I used to hate watching Minnesota Wild Games because they they were just so boring and just low scoring. But now this year, I believe they're the second highest scoring team in the whole league or third, if not. And uh, they're exciting to watch. And I I think so they would take them too. But not
0: easily, but I believe they would take them. Minnesota has been fun to watch. They have been um, the team that I like to watch without, uh, you know, when I can't watch a Sabres game, if it's blacked out or if it, I'm, I'm not able to get it, I'll watch Minnesota games. Do they got get
1: that ESPN Plus
0: subscription, man. I have it. And, oh, let's go. Oh, dear, the black ESPN Plus
1: out. is what's up. They, they black me out of the Sabres. For Minnesota
0: games? No, for Sabres. I'm oh, saying. yeah, I but got for, it. Yeah, I watch all the Minnesotas on, on there. I'll watch Nashville. I'll watch, you know, the good teams. I'll try to play when I when I get a chance. And yeah, Minnesota, man, I, I like them this year. I've noticed a lot of their in their arena. They use a lot of bills and, and Sabers chants and yeah. stuff. And uh, I'm not sure if anyone else picked up on that or noticed that, but it's like they've been stealing our stuff. I did notice.
1: <laughs> you, you want to know one thing I noticed too? That's pretty badass about the Colorado. About Colorado when they're at home, when when they're on the penalty kill and they come back off when, when their player comes back on the ice. It's the it's the Mario level up like like it's the Mario it's the Mario like level
0: up thing. Yes, oh,
1: it's so badass. First time I heard it, I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> like how
0: creative, but <laughs> yeah. So there'll be two more matchups in the Western Conference. We got Calgary. Calgary. Spit want- it out. Spit it out, Nick. We got the Flames at the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights.
1: Oh, Calgary versus Vegas. I wonder who the hell I want to win that series. Uh, Jack Eichel suck it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Calgary's gonna smoke them. No, hopefully yeah. the other the team on the other side doesn't have any proven leaders besides Mark Stone and Pacioretty. Uh You know, other than that, their goaltending has been shaky. Leonard Leonard got hurt by Jack Eichel with a slap shot in practice and had to skate off the ice the other day. So that just made my heart warm a little bit when I heard that. You know, not <laughs> not not that Leonard got hurt. I would never want anyone to get hurt. But the fact that Eichel did it to him, and you know, just unbelievable. Just
0: some bad karma
1: going on. Literally, that's <laughs> all, that's what it sounds like. It's bad karma by that dude. Just, you're going to rip a slap shot of your goalie in practice, and then he gets injured. Like, bro, just keep adding to your clown show year, you fucking bum. <laughs> and
0: then. <laughs> Who's the last? Who's the last? Uh,
1: the Kings versus Edmonton. That, right. I mean. You'd think Edmonton would take them, but, man, this Edmonton is so shaky when they get to the playoffs. You just don't know. I mean, the goaltending situation, Mike Smith and, uh, and Koskinen, you know, Koskinen's an older goalie. He's been around for a long time, but he, he could be shaky, too. I mean, honestly, if I'm picking that series, Kings versus Edmonton, I, th- I think I'm taking the Kings, man. I don't know. I, uh, that's going to go to seven if they win it, but... That's a tough one to pick, in my opinion. You know, the goaltending edge definitely goes to the Kings, but the player edge, I would say, goes to Edmonton. So, so those will be the matchups if, if the playoffs ended today, which obviously they don't. But uh, you know, in the Western Conference, it's not completely locked down. I mean, okay, you got you got Dallas at seventy-nine points in the Central, and you got Nashville at eighty-two. They're in, they're in the fourth spot in the Central. They, they're in the playoffs in the Central. You got, you got Dallas three points behind them at 79, still fighting. You got Winnipeg at 76, also in the in the Central, still fighting for the playoffs. So those are the two closest teams that have a shot to maybe sneak in and overthrow Nashville, which is who's, who's holding the last playoff spot in that division. Then for the Pacific, you got Vegas Golden Knights at, at, at 80 points, and you got uh, the Vancouver Canucks at 73. They're the next closest. And Anaheim's got 68. I think they might be out of it, but you just never know. There's only about 10 to 12, 15 games remaining for a lot of teams. And uh, so Vancouver, seven points out. So that 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 might be set, but you just don't know. These, these teams can sneak in start going a run here to get in the playoffs. So, you know, as, I wish the Sabres had a shot at it, you know. I would kill it to be seven points out at this point. Yeah. Instead, they're 30 behind Boston, yeah, which is not gonna... shitty. But they've been winning. You know, the Sabres have been winning, which is awesome, but.
0: Yeah, it's, it's good luck, you know, good uh, good luck for 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 the future.
1: Yeah, man, I mean, Sabres look great for the future. You just don't know. Uh, I just wish they were. I wish they wish they were uh, had a shot. That's all. But yeah, it's uh, always next year. we have been saying that a long time as uh, Buffalo sports fans, and we'll probably keep saying it. That's right. <laughs> I will never give up on you, boys. Let's go. Woo! We got this. Let's go, Buffalo. All right. One more thing I want to mention: New York Rangers. In my opinion, they won the trade deadline. I don't really have any trade deadline losers yet because, you know, the season hasn't really played out all the way. But so far, the New York Rangers have won the trade deadline. They picked up Frank Vitrano from Florida. He's got eight points in eight games. Uh, Andrew Kopp from Winnipeg got seven points in eight games. And uh, Tyler Mott from Vancouver, he doesn't have any points in eight games, but he has 22 fucking hits. And uh, if you're going to play in the playoffs, you need a guy who's going to throw the body around and slam him. So... True. You know, the, I believe New York Rangers. You know, they won the trade deadline as, as far as you know, getting production from the guys they picked up and uh i like the rangers you know not bad new york team i'm in new york so you know gotta gotta root for the boys somebody you know let's go rangers right
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: same color as the bills red white and blue
0: yeah, all right a new york team you know we'll, we'll root for them go go new york
1: oh <laughs> yeah man this has been a lot of fun today we, we, we cover some good shit good, good uh good topics yeah. We hope, hope y'all enjoyed listening to us, man. We're having fun over here at the Gut Check Media headquarters. We're in the man cave again, got the shit all around us and that's what we do, man. We're we're starting this out. We hope y'all are listening and enjoying it and we're trying to make it as fun as possible, man. This is what it's all about.
0: That's right. And it, we're we're having a blast, so we we hope to keep doing it. So if you guys keep listening, we're gonna be able to keep going. And every going. Wednesday, every Wednesday, every Saturday,
1: we're gonna drop an episode. We're gonna try to keep it. We're gonna keep it consistent, so you all have something to look forward to every week if you are listening. And uh, we appreciate your we appreciate your uh, fandom to us. We're gonna try to keep, like I said, we're gonna keep this shit interesting. And there'll uh, be able, there'll be more football talk on Wednesday. We just kind of kept it a heavy hockey today because. Football's off season, so it's only so much you could talk about besides besides going for going in
0: circles. Yeah, yeah, so much, only so much going on in the NFL right now. Um,
1: yeah,
0: not yeah, even, not even gonna bring anything.
1: Yeah, up. not today. We'll, we'll we'll cover the NFL more uh next next pod on on Wednesday. But thank you all for listening, man. We had a fucking blast doing this, and uh, yeah. thank you all once again. We'll see you. We'll see you next week. Nick. We'll see you next week, baby. We'll be we'll be back on Wednesday. Let's go Bills. Go Sabers. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo.